The Seder Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family and sponsored as well by Ayelet and Avram Foreman. We begin the 10th bracha of the Amida, the bracha of Kibbutz Galios, the bracha of our hope, our wish, our prayer, our longing to be united, reunited, to be assembled from the four corners of the globe. We want Hashem to blow the great shofar that represents our cheros, our freedom, our liberty from oppression, from persecution, from subjugation, but rather represents Geula redemption, our ability to come together. So we begin as we have for each of the brachas of the Amidah. The Shibole Aleket has provided the historical precedent. What, according to Chazal, is the historical background? When was this bracha first composed? When Chazal identified these 13 middle areas of Bakasha of the Amidah, 13 universal needs and wants and prayers that all Jews across all time and across all space would all universally need, they didn't originate, they didn't make it up on their own. They tapped into the precedent of what our angels, what the Malachim witnessed and the brachas they recited, which represent essentially the agenda, the priority list, what we should all want and long for as well. So I love when Siddur Snippets and the Parsha come together. It happens often and it happens again now. When Yosef, we know, we're reading now in the Torah, when Yosef was a teenager, he had dreams, he had these dreams, these dreams of his ascension to greatness, these dreams that his brothers would ultimately unite together with him as a family in, uh, in Egypt at some point. And then these dreams begin to unravel. They seem to unravel if you were living them in real time, but with the benefit of perspective, they begin not to unravel, they begin to unfold. When Yosef is 17, we all know the stories. We're reading the parashios. His brother Selim, and ultimately he is remembered. He interprets Paro's dream, and ultimately he is... Uh, sent as uh, sends to be the viceroy of Mitzrayim. But when he's first put in that pit, when the brothers who first schemed to kill him, to annihilate him, and ultimately settled on selling him, when they come to their father Yaakov and they provide that Ksonas Pasim, that multicolored coat, the source of such enmity, the source of such tension, we actually recall. The commentary on the, uh, on the Rambam, Rabbeinu Manoach, points out, that at the Seder table, we eat the karpas. We begin, we do several dippings on Seder night. Hanukkah's over. It doesn't mean it's Pesach yet. I don't want anyone to uh, panic. But on Seder night, we dip several things, and we begin. The first one we do is the karpas and the salt water. And he says the word karpas comes from pasim. Ksonas pasim. Before we celebrate the ghoul of the redemption, how we got out of our problems in Egypt, first, even on Seder night, first we acknowledge how we got into them. And how did we get into them? Sinas chinam. This baseless hatred, this tension, this envy, this jealousy that was created through that Ksonas Pasim, represented by the Karpas and the brothers. What did they do with that coat? They thought they had this great idea. They would take the coat, they would dip it in animal's blood, they would present it to their father. They would present that their brother Yosef was attacked, was killed, and that their father would, uh, Yaakov would, ultimately, he would be broken at first, but ultimately he would be consoled. And yet... Yaakov is unconsolable, inconsolable. He refuses to be consoled. He refuses to accept. He refuses to move on. The Rechaim HaKadosh tells us, well, I'll skip right to the end. When Yaakov, spoiler alert, I know it's only Parshas Vayigash. If you don't know what happens in Parshas Vayigash, don't listen, stop listening now. But spoiler alert, the brothers reveal themselves, Yosef reveals himself to his brothers, and instead of being bitter, resentful, or taking revenge, he orchestrates for his father, for the whole family, Shivim, 70 to come down, and there they are in Mitzrayim for the rest of his dreams to unfold for them to uh, grow as a people in Mitzrayim, 210 years until ultimately they are liberated. 
when Yaakov lives to see the reunion of his children, after he had given up hope, when he's presented this coat dipped in blood, and Yaakov thinks his life work. After all, Yaakov knows that his father and his uncle, they didn't share a destiny. His grandfather, he understands, uh, it didn't happen. He and his brother don't share a destiny. With his children, he hoped they would remain united and unified. The Shifteka would represent not only a family, but they would begin to blossom into a people. And when he's presented that Yosef's gone, Yosef, unfortunately, tragically, prematurely, is gone. Yaakov feels his whole uh, life is a, a failure. His life work of building a family and a nation was destroyed. It was compromised. So when he sees the reunion of his whole family, there they are in Mitzrayim, and he sees them all reunited, and he sees that dream and this destiny begin to unfold. The Malachim look down at that reunion. They see Yaakov feeling comforted, consoled, whole, and happy once again. And they recite this bracha, Baruch Hashem, Wow, Hashem, you're incredible. You gathered in those who were dispersed, those who were spread out, those who were divided everywhere. So the Shabbat Aleichem gives us this historical precedent. Each bracha of the Amidah, Anshei Knesset Agadola, didn't make it up Yeshmeayin, something from nothing. There was a story in our history that precipitated, that generated that bracha. And that's the background, that's the story here. The Rachaim HaKadosh tells us that there's a... You can understand this bracha. He doesn't speak of the bracha specifically, but he talks about the brother's strategy. And this is particularly relevant for the difficult time we find ourselves in. I'll end with this. The Yorachayim HaKadosh says that they didn't just tell Yaakov that Yosef was gone. They didn't identify or send just one. They had a strategy. They would gather all the rest of the brothers and their families, and they would all come. Why? What was their hope? What was their plan? They would present themselves to Yaakov, and the hope was that And this would be the Nechama. Say Yaakov, Abba, Saba, Zaidi, whatever they called them, Tati. It's true, you lost one. And it's true, he might have been your most beloved one. But look at what else you have. Look at those who remain. Look at how rich you are. Look at how robust our family still is. So... Be comforted by what's still here, not the one that's missing. See how rich you are by this family. If you're just missing one and you still have so much, you shouldn't be so distraught. They all got up together, they all went together, and they were all present when they informed him with the hope that their existence and how extensive they were, would itself be the Nechama. And yet, didn't do anything. Because when you're a parent, when you're a father, when one is missing, it doesn't matter who else or how many others are there. And the Orchayim continues and elaborates that Yaakov, he didn't, he didn't fall for it. He didn't buy it. Because when a parent is missing one, they're missing, that one is a world unto themselves. They're missing all. And uh, Yaakov therefore held out. And that was the significance of the Malachim making this bracha when finally they were together. And I think of this Orachayim HaKadosh and this Matzav that we find ourselves, that there are still those who are held hostage. And that we continue to wake up to horrific news of soldiers who fall in battle and give their lives. And every one, every single one is a world unto themselves. And those hostages is each, a world, each are a world unto themselves. And it doesn't matter how many we've got back or rescued or how many we still have or how few Technically, statistically, 
We've lost. Each one, like Yaakov, Vayima'ein, he couldn't be comforted or consoled. That has to be our sense of being distraught. And it also has to be our sense of devotion and dedication to bring them all back, to have a kibbutz, to have a reunion in our time. It's a kavana that we can have in this bracha as well.